Subnautica, a sci-fi survival game about a castaway stuck in the ocean of an alien planet. Can our hosts craft a story out of these alien mysteries, ocean environments, and deep-sea terrors? Find out on this episode of Game Reel. Welcome to Game Reel. I am your host, Cassidy Easton, and I am joined by my lovely co-hosts, Matthew Brennan and Annika Gatormson. How are you guys doing today? Great. Fine. <laughs> How are you? I am fantastic. It's, you know, sunny. It's early. It's like 1130 right now. Um, it's great. And this is a show where three college grads try our best to write good movies based on video games we love. Um, and today we're talking about uh, Subnautica. Subnautica is a crafting survival game where you you play a passenger of a, of a spaceship that is stranded on a planet, or you're stranded in the ocean of a very like tropical alien planet. Uh, while there, you're infected with this alien virus and you are trapped on the planet as long as you have the virus and uh, you are trying to find a way off. The game, you know, has a story mode that, you know, you can lightly follow if you wish, or you could build super cool underwater bases and hide from horrific, scary monsters that live in the deepest parts of the ocean. I've played this game a bit. I haven't finished it. I've gotten like maybe a quarter through it, maybe halfway through it. I don't know. I don't know how long this game is. Uh, how, what, uh, what are your guys' experiences with, with the game? Well, a friend tipped me off about the existence of this game two days ago, and it was really <laughs> nasty. And that I... Was, that was me. I, that, and, it, and it was you, you know? Um, the, I, I haven't played it yet. It's on, it's on um, Steam for sale, though, and I've, I've looked up enough to know that I'd be interested, but also very terrified to play it. But I will play it as it is on sale. Do you have and fear of the ocean, Matt? Uh, I have a fear of just like just trekking off into the quiet unknown and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. kind of makes, makes me paranoid. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a fear of space a little bit, which is kind of mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> yeah, the ocean and space are very similar. Yeah, should go into my recommendation at the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, Annika, what's your what's your experience with this game? Um, I played this game for the first time during quarantine all those months ago. Um, mm. It's like become one of my favorite games. I think it's so fun, um, and I'm someone who loves learning about the ocean. So it's fun to play a game where you're kind of like exploring the ocean and trying not to die (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very easy to die in the ocean it's very easy especially especially in this ocean full of crazy beasts and creatures i think my favorite part about this game is yes exploring but also just like how well they populated the game with like interesting like 
animals and plants and all kinds of crazy shit that's just like for there for you to discover mm-hmm. um there are like tons and tons of like animals in this game so i'll ask you guys what are your like favorite critters in this game and when i say critters i mean it could be like the little fish or like the biggest monster in the game i like i like the reaper leviathan i like that he the part he grabs you with like the parts of his head i think that's mm-hmm. a very interesting uh the sea dragons are cool and they they breathe fire right yeah they shoot uh, fireballs at you yeah really? underwater yeah. like hell yeah dude yeah. so for that <laughs> i think i, I think to sea it. Dragon yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. i think i read that one of them is the reason why the disease got out which is like wow that is true. So powerful. So powerful. Uh, <laughs> not, so powerful. <laughs> not very cool, man. But... Yeah. <laughs> kind of got to respect it, though, you know. Very bold. Uh, <laughs> and I like the cuttlefish. cuttlefish. Oh, yeah, the cuttlefish. I've never seen one, but I just love its, like, design and also its name. It's well, just, you, yeah. you have to find an egg and hatch it. So you have to build an incubator oh. in your base and hatch it. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not just out and about in the wild. No, you have to like find the eggs, but then they uh, um they they'll give you a high five and you can like feed them and like play tag with them. See, oh, this yeah. is the mark of a truly great. <laughs> game. Of course, all good fish. games should have this. Yeah, it's like uh, if you have dogs in your game, we should be able to pet it mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> every time. Uh, what's your favorite uh, beastie, Hanukkah? Um. I have two that are my favorite um, in terms of design. Uh, one of them is the crab squid, which is like this. Mm. Um, uh, it's like a creature with like a really giant head and then these like tentacly arms and giant eyes. And it shocks you with um, like electric waves and it mm. makes like the most terrifying sound. So like shout out to yeah. the sound designers for that um mm-hmm. i read that they made a lot of his sounds with like modified door creaks which is really cool so you can that kind makes of sense yeah you can kind yeah. of hear it like it uh-huh. sounds like a door's been swinging open with like reverb added to it but it's really really creepy um yeah it's like very clicky clacky sort of screechy noises yeah. that like echo through the water really well done and my second favorite creature in the game is the mesmer fish, which is, mm. I don't know if you've encountered this, Cassidy, it's a little fish. And then once you swim up to it, it starts speaking to you in the voice of your like uh, PDA and mm. tells you like to come closer and come closer. And it's um, really, really creepy. And then when you finally yeah. get to it, it bites you, of course. Yeah, they're like little <laughs> hip- hypnosis fish. They suck. I, I I remember when what, uh, the first time I found one, it freaked me out because I was like, wait, why is my PDA telling me to go near that thing? <laughs> <laughs> my favorites, I like I like sharks. I, I'm a big shark fan. Mm-hmm. There's one on my bed over there. Mm. Um, shark Tales, so, your favorite movie. <laughs> it was when I was a kid. Mm. Um, was? Okay. Snob. <laughs> um... I like the sand shark a lot. I like the sand shark a lot because it's it's like one of the many like predators in this game that are like aggressive towards you. 
and I like I like its design because it's basically like just a little like bulldog looking shark <laughs> thing. Um, it's not very big, and also honestly not very threatening. I've whenever I'm around these things, they make such a loud noise. But I'm never attacked by them. They're very slow and dopey. And, like, I'm always finding myself very able to get away from them. If I had a least favorite creature, though, it would be the fucking crash fish. The, like, stupid fish that, like, lives in those flowers and the coral reefs. Mm -hmm. And when you get near them, it, like, pops out and makes this loud, crazy noise and it explodes. I hate those things. They killed me many times. (laughs) Same, because I like I always forget they're there, and yeah. I like I like will swim by one, and then I'll hear the noise. I'm like, oh fuck, no, a crash fish, and then I'll explode and die. They're basically the creepers of this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did get Minecraft vibes from watching footage of this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Minecraft did uh, influence the world in making crafting survival games. Mm-hmm. When are we going to do a Minecraft episode? Oh, God, man. That's a great question. I hadn't even thought about that. Someday. Maybe (laughs) before New Year's. This was a little bit of a last-minute episode because I forgot we were recording this week. Uh, But do you guys have pitches you want to to share with with the class? Uh huh. I do. I do have like certain little beats that I would very Mm. much like for us to include in the story. Let's hear it. Like, I yes, like I. I think it's important to have a cuttlefish sidekick character, Mm -hmm. at least starting at the halfway point. Yeah. And I would love for like a little bit of like fun flashbacky stuff to you know the lore of the game as our main character figures things out. Scene of him going going down deep, getting freaked out by some ghost leviathans. You know, it's cool stuff. Are we gonna have a tragically sad scene when the cuttlefish dies of the virus? Damn, I didn't even think that you're fucked up, dude. No, <laughs> Actually, are these aliens like immune to the virus? Because I've never seen. Well, I think there oh. are some species that look kind of fucked up by it. I can explain yeah. it. Um, okay, so please do. Yeah, this is kind of spoilery, but you mm. learn that the sea emperor has been teaching um like she creates the enzyme just naturally with her body um Mm -hmm. because she's just like a leviathan who can do that and she's taught some of the peeper fish um to swim around the vents of the facility and grab the enzyme from her and then take it out back into the ocean so that's Mm -hmm. why like the area where you crash doesn't have like all of the creatures don't have the virus because of these fish that have been carrying the enzyme around. So what you're saying is is that the sea emperor fish is a girl boss who looks out for everyone. She is truly a girl boss. Yeah. Truly. But yeah, that's why like I think the only life on this planet is in this crater that's around where she's kept because it's like mm. her naturally produced enzymes that are sustaining the environment. I'll go next because my pitch is very simple. Um, it's a sci-fi thriller. Alone, the lone survivor of a spaceship crash is stranded in the ocean of a tropical planet. They must overcome insurmountable odds in order to escape the increasingly hostile world. So it's very much just the same, the main story of Subnautica, a uh, person trapped on an alien world, they try to get rescued, realize there's a virus that's keeping them there, 
uh, realize all the alien natives were wiped out by the virus but left behind clues, unpacking the puzzle, surviving, you know, meeting all the crazy magical monsters and figuring it out. I like it, like the game. Yeah, it's. I think this game, the story is just vaguely there enough that we mm. could like really flesh it out with like a character, and that's it really. Because <laughs> this is kind of like a what's that movie with Tom Hanks? Castaway. It's like a Castaway kind of thing. Oh, true. Mm. I thought this was more like Forrest Gump, personally. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can read mine. It's also pretty short. So. Um, I wanted to write a prequel to Subnautica where we explore the events of the Degasi crash and fill in some of the gaps left by their logs throughout the game. So basically we know that they crashed on planet 4546B um, 10 years before the events of Subnautica and they lived on the island for a bit before moving to the jelly shroom caves to find food. And then as they start getting sick, they go deeper and deeper and eventually move their base into the deep grand reef biome. Mm -hmm. And very soon afterwards, Paul and Marguerite both disappear. So I think it would be fun to follow all of this from Bart's perspective, who is Paul's son, as his world kind of like implodes around him and fill Mm -hmm. in the gaps of, you know, what caused them to push deeper into the ocean like why did they move their base if they were safe already um were they like going crazy together like how sick did they all get like how long did it take them to figure out that they were sick and kind of like fill in these gaps it's very much like the the 2011 prequel to the thing kind of i i haven't seen that it's okay yeah it could have been better but <laughs> It, it kind of has that energy where it's like kind of like a like a sequel to just before the events of the, the like the main thing. Yeah. I think the the story in the game is like so intriguing, but there are so mm-hmm. many things that they leave out. So what do you guys feel like going with? I kind of am very intrigued by um, Annika's pitch like that seems to have more of a potential for more characters. We definitely could do that. I think the, mm-hmm. there would be also an option. Maybe through, like, I don't know, like, one of the past uh, crew members having, like, a video. What did you say his name was? Bart? Bart, yeah. Bart. Like, having Bart do, like, he was, was he a kid during the... Um, no, I think he, like, just graduated school. So he's probably in okay. his 20s. Okay. Mm. My dog is here now. But <laughs> I think oh, yeah. that... Hi, Kirby. I think that we could totally, like, split, like, the way that we tell the story through uh, Riley Robinson finding maybe, like, old video logs of, like, the events that are happening, and he kind of, like, learns how the situation, like, unfurls Mm -hmm. here. But I think doing one totally, like, in the past would be awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could kind of melt the two stories together and see, like, have them inform each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think it would just introduce like a, a neat little framing device, you know, mm-hmm. where you could switch back and forth. Is that what we want to do? We want to melt these two stories together and try and uh, try and tell one big one big ocean epic. 
Yeah. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I think I, I want the Sea Emperor Leviathan to be the narrator, and then we don't know that until towards the end. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's also, pretty I was, good. Yeah. We don't have to do this, but I was I was rewatching like Hades dialogue stuff because yeah. it's just fun, and I was watching the ones where, where all like you learn about Persephone and stuff, and like the reason Zagreus finds out that Persephone's his mother is because the narrator so- says so, and he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a really interesting thing of you know breaking the fourth wall, but I but you mm-hmm. know. I think having the Sea Emperor Leviathan be the narrator, but also, you know, she talks directly into the player's head. So I feel like we could play with yeah, that a little it could, bit. It could be like it's at some point in the movie, like the the main character like hears the narration, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Cool, cool. Um so naturally we have to start with the spaceship crash, yes? Yeah, the Aurora crash. Yes. The, we have to start with the aurora in orbit falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos and shit. Our main character gets in a life pod. Flies mm-hmm. out of the ship. Is our main character Riley? Uh, that's up to us. We could make it Riley or we could make it, you know, whoever. Does Riley show... Does Riley talk? Or show any distinct personality things? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> They have a very they have a very silent main character syndrome, which means we can do whatever have, the fuck we want. I see they have highlights though, which is you know a good quality of a person. <laughs> so is is he just like a maintenance person? I think so. I think yeah. I think they're not a very like high ranking person. They're just like a, a dude that you know survived the crash. Riley was the boss of the custodians and repairmen and women to fix systems like lights, vending machines, toilets, and other not needed for the ship to function. Yeah, uh, so Riley survives the crash naturally. He wakes up in his escape pod. He's in the middle of the ocean, alien planet. What's the first thing that, that we do here? I guess he tries to hail people, right? Oh, yeah, tries to contact anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Takes stock of all the damage, you know. Got a damaged life support system. Got a damaged, like, replicator. Needs to figure out how to fix everything. And also needs to figure out how to, like, contact anyone. Actually, maybe it's the radio that's damaged, but the replicator is fine. Yeah. Because that's, like, basically the main way that you, you know, are able to do all the shit you're able to do in the game. Is that, like, you? the only thing you have is a knife and a replicator. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I think the radio the radio initially is broken, but then you can build mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you get to like you can like fix it. Mm-hmm. You can like build a repair tool or something, and then he fixes the radio, I guess, by gathering stuff, encountering all the weird fauna and flora. Yeah, collecting the little resources that could be used. Mm-hmm. We get to see all the weird peeper fish and bladder fish and. Those weird gasopod manatee looking things. Riley maybe is like, oh wow. You know. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> what is he, oh, played wow. by Owen Wilson? Wow. <laughs> We're getting Owen Wilson yeah. for this joint? <laughs> yeah, Owen, yeah, why not? Wes yeah. Anderson directs. Yeah. This is just like a really weird offshoot of the fucking, what is, what's that movie called? The, Steve Z. No. The one, the one where they're all like 
in a submarine. Oh, the Life Aquatic? Yeah, Life Aquatic. Oh. Hell yeah, dude. I have a... I have a suggestion and we don't have to do it, but... Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, my suggestion is we don't follow Riley. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. follow someone else who crashed on... Like, crashed with the Aurora. I think they, like, kind of develop an obsession with needing to go, like, deeper and deeper. And through Mm. it, they Mm kind of, I think they uncover more of the story of the Degasi crew. Mm. Um, But then by the end, they wouldn't have figured out how to, like, cure themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, would you say that the, this obsession is being sort of compulsed upon them by the Sea Emperor? Maybe, yeah. Because that, that could be like sort of the, the, the story they figure out along the way while trying to find the like answers to all this. Mm-hmm. It could be that like they eventually figure out like the reason I am so obsessed with going deeper into the ocean is because the sea emperor is calling me down here to try and get me to like get there. You mm-hmm. know, and this is what they like realize at the very last moments of their life or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe when it's too late. And maybe that's like they can the last thing they're able to do is leave behind like a message for Riley. Yeah, maybe. I'm cool. just trying to think of how to play up the, like, horror elements of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if we could do that, we could include them doing logs so that we could have, like, partially, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of, like, a found footage vibe. A bread come true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See the, the decline in mental state. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Should it be, like, just one person or, like, a group of people? I guess it depends. If you want to do, if you want to take this in a horror route, which I am all for because I love horror and I think this setting is very uh, appropriate for horror elements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might be easier to do that if they are alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can play up the psychological stuff with being alone and not knowing, like not being, knowing if you can trust your own mind at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's maybe harder to do with other people, but we could also take the horror in different directions if there are other people there. So uh, ultimately, it's uh, up to you guys. I maybe they should start like just to give someone to, them someone to talk to. They could start like hallucinating that they've like befriended certain fish mm-hmm. or something. Uh-huh. Like maybe they've like a crab squid starts speaking to them. You could also have them in touch with someone that landed very far away. Oh, mm, true. Yeah. And that could reveal yeah. that, like, oh, you know, I found this talking fish, and they're like, there are no talking fish yeah. besides the sea emperor. You're going crazy. They could also be someone who landed outside of, like, the, the clean area mm-hmm. of, the, of the, like, the place that they're at. So they could have landed somewhere where everything is infected and there are no enzymes to cure themselves. Oh, okay, and yeah. And so they, like, they realize, like, oh, shit. This person, the only person I have to talk to is very quickly dying. Mm. And I don't know how to stop that. And I don't know why I'm not 
very quickly dying either if there's like some kind of disease yeah like on this planet so that could that could really uh that could be a, a fun a fun horror element to play with i like that i like all that what's our what's our main character's name Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson. <laughs> Ronald. I don't know. Ronald McDonald. Rocket. I don't know. How about Jimmy? Jimmy Dream. Jimmy Dream. <laughs> Is he a retired porn star? I'm just looking right. at this like this like long list of dumb names that I've written down for D and D usage. Maybe. I think Jimmy mm-hmm. Dream is great. Jimmy Dream. Okay. Jimmy cool. Dream. Or how about Sam Cinnamon? <laughs> Sam Cinnamon. Always keep it with, sweet. We can go with Jimmy Dream. Um, so Jimmy, are we going to put them in, in like a similar coral reefy sort of place that you know Riley would have landed, or are they like landing in like deep water? Um, I think a coral reef start is good because it like lets mm-hmm. them gather resources in the beginning. This is true. Counter argument: mm-hmm. If they land in deep water. That's very scary. <laughs> that is very scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it is true. true. We we need them to be able to like sort of get a little further than where they're at right now. Maybe maybe we can set it up as a thing of them going deep in deep water, like not mm-hmm. as far as they they'll need to go later on, but like yeah. so that they understand the scope of what they're headed towards and they're like really freaked out by it. So they don't want to do that, but they have to overcome that fear later on mm-hmm. to actually, you know, get those enzymes and all and that. And it doesn't even have to be like the deepest water, like the bottom of the crater shit. It's just like, you know, not in a coral reef, like they can't see the bottom from the surface, but if they swim down enough they might see like the kelp forest or, mm-hmm. you know, the fucking the mushroom forest where all the crazy like warping warping wizard fish live. Yeah, so they Yeah. I think that's called like the bulb zone. So they yeah. they land like on in on top of the water in the bulb zone. Oh, and they see like all these weird lights below them but they can't see what they are. Yeah. I think they should be attacked by a fish also. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There should be some kind of hostile creature in the water. And maybe that, maybe, so maybe this person, hmm. What if this person is also near one of the islands? They're, like, close enough that they could swim there. Hmm. But they don't have the resources to get there quick enough to not be torn to shreds by monsters. I think that could work. Like, he lands, like, in the bulb zone, but from where Mm -hmm. he is, he can see there's an island, like, off in the distance. Yeah, he knows Mm -hmm. there's an island, there's land close but he also knows that there are like creatures in the water that do not seem friendly and he has to be very very careful with trying to get materials to make some kind of craft to like get to the island mm-hmm. i think that should be objective one is like figure out how to make a like a sea moth or something and then get to the island what's a sea moth it's a little submersible. Okay, is that just like the things they hold on to and then it like propels them? Oh forward? no, that's like a just like a like a sea jet. That's a sea moth is like it like is a one seater. You like it has one seat and it's yeah. like a a submersible like a little globe with like an engine on it. Yeah, it can it can go pretty fast. But it can't go deep. 
It cannot go deep. If it goes deep, it starts to crunch. Instead of it being one of, like, the main islands, can it be an island that is, like, atop, like, a sea creature that is alive? And that will, like, after he gains resources on top of the island, it will, like, awaken and attack him. (laughs) Yeah, why not? It's kind of already an island like that, but yeah. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that there was, like, a fish like that that looked pretty gnarly. Yeah, well, there are there are reef backs which are harmless. They're basically whales. Um, okay. But I do like this idea of like an island that's secretly like a giant creature, which could be very bad for him because if it's like a reef back and it's gonna f- swim away, yeah, he needs to not be on that island because <laughs> if he swims away, he doesn't know where he's gonna where it's gonna take him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that could be a good, uh, a good, sh- sh- like pants shitting reveal when he realizes the island he's on is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking either something with teeth or something that is kind of, even though like it is big, it's kind of fast and will like take him away from mm-hmm. his point A, where like you know, just throwing him completely into the wilderness. Yeah, or he has to make a decision about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has to decide whether or not he wants to stay on this island that is going to take him way away from the Aurora and possibly his, like, dying friend and answers that he needs. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, did he find the dying friend already? Or like well, I her... think the dying friend is, like, on the radio. Okay. I think it's, like, he's in his escape pod. He's, like, fiddling with the radio. Maybe his radio didn't break, and he's, like, trying to contact people, and then he gets someone, and they're like, hey are you from the aurora i'm out i'm like way at the fuck out here i don't even see the aurora are you okay shit like that and then like mm-hmm. he's the only person that he can talk to what's this right. guy's name maybe this is sam cinnamon <laughs> okay <laughs> this is mr cinnamon or mrs cinnamon cinnamon yeah it's up to us we're the we're the masters of this world yeah I think if we are going to include this radio character, I think maybe mm-hmm. we should start out with them being kind of far off and like a little like like in a tunnel soundy. So mm-hmm. like yeah. we have to look for them a little bit more. I think that would make it more interesting. Yeah, I guess also is is this person's goal to get to the is Jimmy's goal to get to this person or? Well, I would assume that if you know as 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 like a person, you'd want to find like another person like right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like he it should be a goal to get to the person just like to heighten their chance of survival. I think it's like a very much like a hard choice he's got to he's got to make and finding this and like eventually when when he realizes that the island is going to swim away, it is like a choice he needs to make in that moment that he's maybe not prepared to where it's like I either need to stay on this island and maybe get to this person where it is maybe very dangerous. Mm-hmm. and I might get exposed to a deadly disease, or I need to get off this island right now and stay with the Aurora and stay safe and abandon this person. Just in the timeline of things, when he mm-hmm. crashes, he crashes yes. onto this this island then? Well, I think he, he crashes near it. I think the first oh, okay. challenge is like, I need get to... There. Yeah, I need to craft a sea moth... Mm-hmm. to like go check that island out and I have to do it very carefully because there's creatures in the water that want to kill me. It'll be very suspenseful. Lots of suspenseful scenes of like 
gathering things underwater and like hiding from the fucked up wizard fish. The what are they called? Warpers. Yeah. Yeah, the warpers. The I think fucked up monsters. Like maybe on the he like finally gets the resources to build the sea moth and he builds mm-hmm. it. On the yeah. way to the island, he gets attacked um, like by a leviathan or something, and mm. it forces him like to crash. And he crashes next to um, one of the underwater Degasi bases. Maybe that's where we can start oh. getting like one of the first like flashback scenes. Yeah, yeah, he can figure out like, oh, people have been to this planet before. Maybe that's where he. Maybe that's where he like learns about the virus. Maybe. He's got to learn about the virus somehow. I don't know how he would do that without, like, going to one of the islands with, like, the alien base that says, you're infected, you're not allowed off the planet. I think I have an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how about um, before the before he, he gets to the Degasi base, mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, hears this other person, Cinnamon, on the radio, but, like, kind of, like, scattered or whatever. And so mm-hmm. then they get to the Degasi base and they find, like, more information but they get they find like a stronger radio signal there that they're able to actually talk to this person yeah. who is already oh. infected but mm-hmm. like does not tell them and like is telling them oh yeah. like you should get here so they will get infected without them knowing and then they'll explain the virus and they'll be like oh what the fuck why did you, why didn't you tell me and it's like well if i told you you wouldn't have come and i'm i'm not going to be screwed here alone so now they're forced to find the cure that's good i like that that's really good. Oh, and that can be his like main goal is trying to build like some kind of like signal array that's strong enough for the person to like know where to go. Because right now they're in like the clear the clear middle of the ocean. They can't see anything. Mm-hmm. The only thing they can maybe see is when the aurora explodes, but they don't know if like that's close to where he is or not. I think we definitely need to get them together at least by like the halfway point, though. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Maybe they're able to have, like, a long conversation, but for whatever reason, like, the signal's getting corrupted, and, like, mm-hmm. maybe they're like, oh, I'm going to send you out, like, a signal of where I am, and, like, only gives, like, a vague idea of, like, a much larger area, like, somewhere within this, mm-hmm. like, this other person is. So, well, you know, enough yeah. of a clue, but, like, not enough for them to, like, easily find them. I think, I think what, I honestly think, like, the main, the main, like, obstacle to them meeting is the fact that this person's in the middle of nowhere has no landmarks and the other guy doesn't have a signal strong enough to send them coordinates like he doesn't have anything they can lock onto. they don't want to lock onto the aurora because the aurora is going to explode and yeah i think that should just be the goal is like i need to get the parts and the materials to make this like antenna that they can follow so the so they know that the aurora is going to explode i think the aurora should explode early on i kind of want a scene where the main character salvages parts on the aurora without knowing and then they find out that it's going to explode and they have to escape i think that'd be fun oh yeah so what if instead Mm -hmm. of in the beginning instead of trying to get to an island they're trying to get to the Awara. Like, they crash by the Degasi base. They go in. They get to talk to the other person. And then they leave. They, like, fix their boat. They Or they fix the sea moth. And then they go from that base to the Awara to, like, salvage mm-hmm. more resources. 
I feel like it would only make sense for like, you know, this person newly crashing on this place to try to go back to the main ship and see if there's anyone there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they're in there inside, they could, you know, timer can go off and they have to escape. Are we abandoning the island then? I guess so. Maybe we could come back to it later. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it does. I think it makes more sense for him to try to go back to the Awara in the beginning. Yeah. 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 And, and I think having options of where he can go, because we could mm-hmm. always do something with the island, but I think just even having visual options of where he can go is like, like, you know, okay, there's an island over there. It's mm-hmm. close. The Aurora is also over there. It's close, but dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of a bunch of monsters. I need to figure some shit out. Maybe the Aura should explode while he's in the base. Yeah, because I think, like, I think the Aurora should, like, as is, should have, like, some kind of, like, life-saving shit in it. Mm-hmm. That would, like, yeah. really make his life super easy. He could get, like, a prawn suit or, like, a submarine or, like, yeah. whatever to try and, like, go and do shit. But... The Aurora explodes, and then all that shit is, like, gone. Now he has to salvage, I think also in the, like, the if the explosion is big enough, it would send ripples through the water, and I feel Mm -hmm. like that could be enough to maybe damage the base that he's found. So maybe, like, in the wake of the Aurora exploding, he's forced to then leave this base again and try to go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah go back to the lifeboat and start from square one maybe or like maybe go in the opposite direction to try to find where like cinnamon is yeah i think he i think maybe his his goal then should be once he he probably like once the aurora explodes he probably and like damages the base the base is no longer fit to stay there Mm -hmm. but it does have enough technology in it that he can build a radio antenna on this island and so then it gets to the island. Okay. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to build this radio antenna on this island. Come to the island. He builds it there, and then shortly after, he discovers that the island's alive, and it's going to swim away. Uh, can we have had the Sea Emperor been narrating the yeah. events throughout this already? But now after the uh, the Aurora has exploded, he's like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? He, like, hears her for the first time. Yeah. And he's like, what, what the fuck was that? I feel like he needs to find maybe a manual or the the um, video logs of the past to give him a little bit of hope that, like, this planet is, like, in any way, like, inhabitable. Yeah. Because I, well, I, th- I don't think, yeah. I think one of the things that he should find oh, with those, like, logs from the Degassi, as well as, like, there being evidence of a virus and people are sick and he yeah. might even have it, uh, I think you should also find that like they wanted to go deeper. Mm-hmm. And at first, he doesn't know why, but then like eventually, the Sea Emperor starts calling out to him, and he's like, "Maybe I should go deeper." I feel like like emotionally for where this character might be, I'm not sure if we should be getting into that like yet. I think he should do that after Sam Cinnamon dies. Oh, okay, yeah. I think Sam Cinnamon should get to him at some point. Uh-huh. They're like so he super get sick. To- Okay, so he shouldn't get to Sam. Sam should get to him. Yes, well, because Sam's way out, way the fuck out in like the infected zone where there's no enzymes, and so he is infected, but he's getting infected way, way slower. 
she's out there like, you know, munching infected peepers and drinking infected water. Right. And mm-hmm. like, she's like been infected way faster and is probably like way more advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so by like the time she gets to him, she could probably all already be like very close to dying. And, uh, or maybe not close to dying, but like, you know, clearly sick. And then she's like, wait, what the fuck? You're not sick either. And then he's like, yeah, there's like a virus. And she's like, oh, okay. I wish you told me that. I thought I was just hallucinating off of crazy fish and the atmosphere. I feel like for cinnamon, to make it more interesting, I feel like Mm. cinnamon should like be at least like a little bit like selfishly being like, I'm cool with infecting this person who's not sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think there should be the hints of the virus going around, but I don't think that our main character should explicitly know this until actually meeting Cinnamon and it being too late for them to be infected. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, Wait, so, so then yeah. do we have to introduce a conversation where, like, Cinnamon and Jimmy Dream are, are talking and Cinnamon's like, oh, yeah, I started feel. I got, like, a weird rash. Did you get anything? And, like, Mm -hmm. Jimmy would be like, oh, no, I didn't get anything. But then, like, Cinnamon doesn't really expand on it any more than that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I guess to, like, yeah, yeah. hint to hint that Cinnamon knows they're really sick. Yeah. And I think there should be things of someone being like, yeah, you know, we definitely gotta, we definitely gotta get together. We're not gonna survive without each other, you know, like, Mm -hmm. very, Mm -hmm. like, I'm desperate and like I know I'm sick, but like I I care more about my survival than like yeah, your well being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's like that starts a seed of distrust once he knows that she's sick and she's like here with him, and then then she dies and it's like oh now I'm alone and now I'm sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm alone and sick. Yeah, what I think, do I do? I- I think he could also suggest to Cinnamon, like, I don't know why, but, like, you know, I think we should go deeper. And Cinnamon's like, no, don't go. That's, it's super dangerous there. Like, yeah. I've only ever gone so far to just, like, illustrate how dangerous it is before mm-hmm. they'd ultimately deciding to go down there yeah. and meet the Sea Emperor. I think also, well, yeah, and I also think maybe even Jimmy should know that it's dangerous because he maybe even sees in the periphery like something huge and terrifying swimming through the water that's definitely not like a reef back or anything Mm -hmm. right do you think that maybe like when when he crash lands maybe he goes like super deep like pretty like into like the dark zone maybe like sees like the oh yeah the suggestion of like a ghost leviathan or something like that you know it could before like immediately like going up to the top with like what little Mm-hmm. Uh, energy their pod has left it could be like the starting scene is like there's like a malfunction with like the floating buoy part of the pod and so it just went straight down to the bottom and mm-hmm. it's like he sees these things outside like bumping into his pod and they're all huge and fucked up and he then like manually like makes the buoy f- inflate and he like gets this terrifying view of like things swimming in the periphery of his vision Mm -hmm. before he finally rockets to the surface yeah that's awesome that's fucked up (laughs) i think think (laughs) that's so scary yeah i think it would be very good for for his character to know the dangers Mm -hmm. that like he's being pushed towards the whole time you know Mm -hmm. yeah or have like a hint of it 
I think we should decide what to do with this fucked up island. I I feel like we may not need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Even though I like it. It's a good wrinkle and a plan Mm -hmm. that's not this one, I think. Because right now it just kind of serves to do what? Nothing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think if there is an island at all, it should be a stationary island, maybe. Maybe it's even an island with alien technology on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So then, are we saying that the Sea Emperor will first contact him when he's still in that first Degasi base? Oh, do you think maybe when he when he crash lands and like the he like goes like too down deep, maybe mm-hmm. then we could have like an early thing of the Sea Emperor Leviathan speaking in his mind, being like, "Find me" or something like that. Yes. Ooh, and yeah. then we can get like a stronger thing once we're in the, the Degassi mm. base. Mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard not to say Degrassi. Me too. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because then I'm just like imagining Drake is like our main character and like that ruins <laughs> it a little bit for me. Yeah, that would not be good. I guess so after the after he gets this info from the Degassi base, the Aurora explodes. He needs to salvage what he can from the base, go back to the surface. Then what? He builds the uh, the antenna on like a on the island, I guess. The island that does not move. Um, I mean, he could build a the antenna even like next to the life pod because you can craft like platforms. Mm, that's true, and you can craft stuff that floats. Yeah, you could just build it on the life pod. Yeah, he could just build it there. Yeah. So maybe he talks to Cinnamon again and, and Cinnamon says, like, oh, I'm going to head over. I feel like Jimmy Dream should go to Cinnamon and maybe see, like, the extent of, like, how the virus has been affecting the environment. Because I feel like it would be it would be one thing if, like, you know, Cinnamon comes to him and then he's like, oh, whoops, you, you're it, you're infected or whatever. And it's like, oh, fuck. But, like, I think that actually seeing the extent of, like, how far this thing is fucking the planet would be mm-hmm. a better incentive for him to get the cure besides from just being infected himself. But then does that not take him further away from his objective to go deeper? Because if he's out in the infected zone, he's very far away from the the Sea Emperor. Can we, like meet in the middle and say Mm -hmm. maybe like okay he builds this antenna then cinnamon tries to go to him and cinnamon also crashes um so then he's maybe he like gets stranded at the bottom of a ravine or something um and he can't get out or what if cinnamon only has enough power to get halfway there yeah. And so yeah. Jimmy has to go out in the sea moth and go pick them up. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think that works. And so that way Jimmy's able to see, like, the start of, like, infected shit mm-hmm. at the periphery of this crater. And then, you know, see Sam Cinnamon is infected and it's like, oh, you were out there. Where it's clearly only getting worse the further out I get. 
and you are way the fuck out there. This is the halfway point. That's not good. I feel like he should have been trying to go deeper, like, before this. I, feel, I don't know. I feel like he should be having the idea, but I feel like he'd still be a little shaken by... His initial experience? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fair. I think I think he has the, the, the seeds of, like, curiosity and doubt of, like, wanting to go deeper. But I think with this new, like evidence of a virus maybe he maybe there's like a few days of them just like in the lifeboat and sam is too sick to do anything and so jimmy has to like go out and do shit Mm -hmm. in the seamoth and maybe while he's just like is exploring he finds like a piece of the base that got like fucked up by the explosion and that base that piece has like a log in it and he's able to like see more and see that they also knew of the virus, and that's why, like, they were going deeper underwater to try and, like, go f- look for more food that's not infected, that's down there for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so then that's where he gets the idea. He's like, okay, then there's stuff down there that's not infected, and maybe there's a reason nothing down there is infected, and we should go look. Oh, maybe it's just, like... Maybe it's while he is on the way to pick up Cinnamon Mm -hmm. that he, like, something pings on his radio and says, like, coordinates. So Mm. then he would, maybe he finds, like, a second Degasi base that way. Oh, yeah, Mm because it could be a long journey to get get there. If if Sam Cinnamon is, like, way the fuck out there, it could be, like half a day's journey to like get there by seamoth yeah. right and you know ongoing on this journey we don't really know how much like materials he has to like have for the whole trip and also have for him so like mm-hmm. i don't think he'd be able to pass up like seeing a separate base to salvage stuff yeah if he sees another mm-hmm. base it's like i need to stop there and so that's where he could learn about the virus and the reason that they're going deeper would that be after he's picked up cinnamon then because I feel like if he learns about the virus before he picks up Cinnamon, then he just wouldn't pick him up. I think I think maybe it's kind of like a point of no return, right? Mm-hmm. Like he goes out there, he sees that things are like looking weird and like kind of like infected in a weird way. He gets to Sam. Sam's like submersible or you know submarine is like floating in the water powerless and he like picks sam up and sam is like wearing like the full ass wetsuit so he doesn't see any of their like face or skin or anything and then when they see sam take off the wetsuit he sees like oh you're infected very clearly you've got like the green stuff on you or whatever Mm -hmm. but not like super advanced like everything he's seen so maybe he's like I think Sam would try to hide it from him at first. Yes, I think maybe even he should he should notice like or he it should be revealed like when they're already halfway back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey dude, why aren't you taking the wetsuit off?" And he's like, "Uh, good, no reason. I'm cold." Yeah. I'm, I was out in the <laughs> cold water, so, you know, I'm just trying to keep warm. Mhm. Maybe he's itching like his neck a little bit, like hiding yeah. something. Yeah. 
stifling coughs into his like respirator. I think I would like to have sprinkled in like since the beginning that uh, Jimmy's going kind of crazy from being alone, like you know, mm-hmm. like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, castaway stuff. Castaway stuff, and perhaps, perhaps Sam's mind is a little too changed by the virus that he can't hear for whatever reason. So it's like a further mm-hmm. point of doubt in in Jimmy's mind. You know. Oh, okay. And he's like, "Don't you hear that? We gotta go deeper." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And it's just like, "If I should, I'd go deeper." You know, like, is this even real? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I'll have like a payoff when, like, you know, he actually meets like the very real Sea Emperor Leviathan. Yeah, I think the Sea Emperor also says that not everyone can hear her. So, there I guess go. like Cinnamon, I think, yeah, Cinnamon shouldn't hear. Yeah, I think yeah. Also, I think Cinnamon should be kind of a bad person a little bit. Well, yeah. yeah. Only the pure of heart can talk to the fish. <laughs> she kind of does say that in the game. Does she really? Yeah. yeah, she's like the the other species couldn't hear me; they were too selfish. I I almost feel like there should be like a an unnecessary confrontation where Cinnamon like tries to kill Jimmy because. Mm. Yeah. I think just having him get sick and then die is not dramatic enough. I think this should very much be like, I don't know if you guys ever saw this movie, but the movie is called Apollo 18. It is a found footage horror movie on the moon where these two astronauts are up there and there's like these little rock crabs that like fill you with a virus that makes you explode into more rock crabs. It's fucked up and stupid and weird. It's not a very good movie, but I really liked it when I was like 15 and I saw it for the first time. And I kind of am imagining that the this is sort of a similar situation because like at one point, one of the guys gets like infected with the rock crab virus. I'm assuming that it's like a similar vibe to this where it's these, these two, one of them is clearly infected with this virus. The other one, not so sure if he is or not. And, you know the one who's infected is like acting erratically and badly and like, you know, making things right. harder for them. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Yeah. I feel like once uh, Cinnamon reveals to, to, to Jimmy that he's been infected by, you know, just by being with him, I think Jimmy should put Cinnamon like in quarantine, like on the ship. Mm-hmm. Try to like isolate them so that they can't get further exposed. And that will add yeah. like extra tension between them. Maybe, maybe Cinnamon escapes or something. Tries to take over. Yeah, and maybe that we can say that he's built like a little temporary base because again, the life pods are not very big. And so it's maybe it's at this point that he's been around for long enough that he's built like a very temporary underwater base, and you know, Cinnamon has this like little cell that he's being forced to stay in. I do I do feel like for tension they they need a larger ship that at the very least can hold the two of them to like go deeper together. Yeah, I know? think it could literally just be like they built an underwater like camp. Like mm-hmm. cuz you can do that in the game. You can just build like a room and make like a whole ass base. I don't think he made like a huge base with like an aquarium and like five beds or anything. I think it's like a little one room thing with like half of it sectioned off to keep Sam Cinnamon in it. Yeah. When things are at their most desperate and Sam Cinnamon is maybe dead, I think Jimmy, his like last 
desperate plan is to grab all of the power sources that he has and bring them back to the submarine. Because I think Sam Cinnamon should have come in like a submarine, like one of the giant ones, like the Cyclops that can go really deep. Mm-hmm. I think he should have come in that, but it's like totally powered down, has no power. I think he should take all the power sources, drive all the way to the submarine, put all the power sources in the submarine, and then like just use the submarine to just dive as deep as he can. Because maybe he knows he's infected too. And this is like his last, like his last ditch effort to try and figure out what to do with himself. So maybe the voice is talking to him more. It's like telling him he should go deeper. And he's like, he's starting to feel the effects of the virus. He's starting to like know that he's going to die if he doesn't mm-hmm. do something. And so the last thing he can think to do is this. I really like that. I think the only place I'm caught up on is that I don't mm-hmm. know the best way to take cinnamon out yeah like i think it should be like a big like a big moment Hmm. Ooh, it it should be something where cinnamon is the focus of the sabotage yeah it should be something that should compromise their little base and maybe even involve like a leviathan of some kind maybe cinnamon like kind of wants to like kill the leviathans and stuff Mm-hmm. And Jimmy has like a more strict like environmentalist stance like no mm-hmm. like if we just like leave them alone like they won't do anything. So maybe there's like a point where like a big I, I don't know which kind but like a really big leviathan is passing their bait and is just kind of like circling around it mm-hmm. and they're and Jimmy's like okay we just have to turn off all the lights and like just power everything down so it doesn't notice and it'll just leave and then cinnamon can be like no we need to fucking kill that thing you know it's it's like it's unnatural we gotta gotta if it if we just wait here it's just gonna kill us yeah that's i do like that and i think maybe i think at this point cinnamon should not be like lucid yeah i think he should be so like feverish and out of it that like he does not have a plan beyond keeping the lights on and trying to get this thing's attention and then, you know... And also, he's probably been, like, held up, like, in a hold or something. Yeah. I I feel like... I don't know, maybe because Cinnamon is bitter at, mm-hmm. at Jimmy. I think maybe the way he sees it is, like... Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I got you sick, but you're on this planet anyway, so you were gonna get sick anyway. Yeah. So it's not fair that you've, like decided to quarantine me um mm-hmm. against my will when you were going to get sick anyway so then he yeah. attracts the the leviathan to the base to like purposely try to kill jimmy mm-hmm. yeah so it's not just like he's i don't know he's going insane but he like does yeah. this really intentionally yeah it's like a, a very irrational response to his uh his feelings of yeah. you know bitterness i like that that's good yeah so he decides to go deeper in the cyclops but he doesn't are we saying that he makes it to the emperor and he cures himself or i th- he doesn't think, hmm, i think you should get close i think i think he it's like not optimal standards or it's like not optimal conditions right it's like yeah. the cyclops has been sitting there a while 
It might even be damaged. He does not have, like, a lot of power. He has enough to get it to run and maybe go as deep as he needs. He he also doesn't know how deep it needs to go. True. Mm. That's true. He's kind of, like, gambling. Maybe he hits, like, a sea monster and that, like, greatly, like, lessens the power in the... Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So... It was it was a thing that the uh, that the sea emperor leviathan like it the enzymes it's producing now like isn't enough so you need to hatch one of its kids right yes yeah I think that he should definitely reach the sea emperor mm-hmm. but he should not be able to stay alive long enough to mm-hmm. see the eggs hatching because I think if like I think if he completely like doesn't make it then like the whole story is kind of pointless mm-hmm. he doesn't leave anything but I think if we like allow him to get enough to be able to hatch the eggs but not enough in time then it could just turn into a thing of like oh you know looking after the environment long enough that you can't reap the benefits but you'll be good for like the future generations and stuff you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you saying like he should he should eat it just before like one of the sea emperor eggs starts to hatch or he should like he should like see the sea emperor find out that these eggs need to be taken further up in order to do the actual good. Because if they stay down here, they're just going to get eaten by leviathans. I think he should be able to have this conversation with with the sea emperor, take one of the eggs, try to get as far up as possible. Maybe at some point he loses power and he has to start swimming like physically, like himself up from like a really dangerous level, like gets mm-hmm. to the surface you know, dies just from, like, body overexerting combined with the virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sees the egg hatch, dies, but then the egg is fine, and then, you know, I don't know. Start to see enzymes forming some shit. I do like that. I do like that a lot. I think, okay, so here's my pitch on how he does all this. I think mm-hmm. when he gets this Cyclops, he should drive it down as far as he can uh, he drives it into the zone where there's a bunch of fucked up monsters. One of them attacks the Cyclops. The Cyclops goes down in flames and lands at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And it lands next to another Degasi base. So naturally, he fucking scurries out of the Cyclops, gets in there, you know, looks around, and maybe he finds like one log. And the log is like talking about a voice that is calling to them and asking for help they're like talking about like we know where it is we have written down the coordinates we don't know what it is but it needs our help and seems to be powerful enough that it could help us and maybe like once he he like learns all this he finds out that there is like one very very old very beat up mantis mech or not what is it it's not a mantis a, right what a prawn suit prawn a prawn suit one of the like mech suits that you can like mm-hmm. like build and pilot and he's like well i can't stay out there for long because the pressure will kill me so i need this thing to take me all the way there so he goes in the prawn suit and like trudges all the way to the uh to where the um the sea emperor is and he meets her and then learns everything he needs to learn about her and then 
you know, I'm, I think even, I think he's even too deep for the Sea Emperor suit to really, like, or the sea, the prawn suit to, like, function properly. Mm-hmm. I think it should be really beat up by the pressure. Like, the longer he's down here, the more it, like, is beat up. And I think, like, it's, like, his last hurrah to take the egg, like, to the to the surface as far as he can go. And then eventually he has to take it himself. Mm-hmm. And he, like, expires doing that. Do you think maybe in the... Because uh... I haven't played the game. I'm not familiar with, like, the environment that mm-hmm. the... Uh the sea emperors and is it like is it a base is it completely like natural stuff or what the aliens had captured the sea emperor um like a thousand years ago and she's been she like basically survives eating krill so she just kind of like survives um in this little containment center for like a thousand years until the player lands there okay so i'm thinking maybe she can point him to some form of like alien like travel technology that's like not great he's not sure how to work it and it might have only like enough energy to like get halfway through and he'll have to Mm -hmm. swim the rest of the way i think it should take him the portal she she doesn't know where it goes because she doesn't she didn't build this technology she doesn't know where it goes Mm-hmm. it could take him it's like really busted up and fucked up it could take him to a different teleporter that's like underwater very deep and where there are leviathans but it is just close enough that he could see he can see where the coral reefs are and he knows that he could get there and his like last the last thing he has to hurdle he has to overcome is it's like it, it's probably like it's it's where he is is the territory of like a sea dragon mm-hmm. and his last fucking bat, bout is like fending this thing off and maybe even like sending the prawn suit out to go explode and like kill it while he like swims as hard as he can towards like the the coral reef giving himself the bends by like going up that fast like he eventually gets there like puts the egg down and then like you said he like is laying there basically dead and sees it start to hatch and then dies okay i like that yeah i so he'd be using the prawn suit to 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 like go through the portal and he'll have to yeah. it on the way mm-hmm. yeah because he doesn't want to give up the prawn suit because if he does he's going to be crushed to death by the pressure of the water right but when he yeah. is teleported to this new location that's still very deep uh he's forced to give it up because the only way he can um survive long enough to get the egg to where it needs to go is to give it up to like make it explode and like drive off the sea dragon uh wait crazy idea uh love those okay could he have like you know like a struggle with the uh with the sea dragon in the suit He's yeah. like, fuck, like, there's no way I can, like, get to the surface quick enough. Mm-hmm. Would he be able to, like, grab onto one of, like, the Leviathans and ride it, like, up to the surface? Oh, I feel <laughs> like he should. <laughs> Just fucking Ramboing it's not yes. the right word. I don't know, but, fuck, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, ride the dragon, yeah. you know? 
this might be too much of a deus ex machina but maybe um maybe the sea emperor like helps him out and she's like i can only control this thing for so long but i'm gonna try and my best to get you to safety but no but then she'd be endangering her egg by putting one of these super predators near it I was gonna say like she controls a, a Reaper Leviathan to like grab him with its giant like pincers and like rush him to safety while the prawn explodes. Maybe he could just ride a Reaper Leviathan. Like I don't know, those things are they're are they fast at all? Pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty fast. Maybe he could just like rodeo it, just like try to wrangle them and just like try to guide it. Just fucking so dangerous, like crazy. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm just trying to figure out how he does it because he's also like dying of the bends and a virus. Right. Like this is such a crazy badass thing to do when you're like on your last leg. I'm trying to yeah. think of like what does he use to do this? Because he could do something. Maybe I don't I don't know how he could do it. I was, I'm thinking like maybe he could do something like before he gets into the portal, like he could, I don't know. Not shoot himself out of a cannon into the portal but something like that with the technology that he has at his disposal to i don't know to just like get far enough to get out of the zone where like he'll just be completely crushed by pressure Hmm. Hmm. this is a pickle but i like it i like it so much i want to like i want to incorporate it call back to the beginning maybe he noticed that when he was like he was he gained consciousness in his like life pod that's at the bottom of the ocean and he you know wakes up and he looks around and he sees the reaper leviathans are like swimming around bumping into his life pod like trying to gnaw on it scrape on it and stuff mm -hmm. and then he hears this like crazy like piercing shriek and the Reaper Leviathans fucking swim upwards towards the surface away. And then he sees in the distance the Ghost Leviathan, like, lurking in the distance, swimming forward. And he, like, kind of clocks and learns. And then he, of course, like, jets up to the surface. But he learns that's like, oh, Reaper Leviathans, deathly afraid of Ghost Leviathans. Their call makes them swim, like, to the surface really fast. So he, like, in his battle with, like, the the dragon, and he, he sees a Reaper Leviathan, he's like, I've got an idea. And so he plays a recording of the Reaper Leviathan through the prawn, ejects himself from the prawn, swims over to the hiding Reaper Leviathan, plays the sound of... Or maybe even Reaper Leviathans are, like, coming, like, you know... Uh, running up on him while the dragon is like there and mm -hmm. they, he's like surrounded on all sides he like gets out of the prawn grabs onto one of the reaper leviathans plays the sound and the reaper leviathans like swim away up to the surface super fast definitely killing him and then he like dismounts on the coral reef floats to the ground like basically dying yeah and then like like lays down the egg and like watches the last reaper leviathan like swim away and then then sees the egg and dies is that too crazy i think if from the very beginning we mm -hmm. include a thing of jimmy just being like 
an amateur documentarian being like, yeah, like everything that I see here, I'm going to be logging every yes. like little encounter. Yeah. And so maybe mm-hmm. like not even knowing about ghost Leviathans, you said ghost Leviathans are the yeah. ones that screw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe like just like in happenstance like on his way there while he's recording he like runs into one and it has a scream so he'll have that recording yeah. we should and we, we could should, have him in his downtime we should see him like documenting everything and like recording stuff. yeah documenting mm-hmm. and like looking back on it and stuff yes agreed mm-hmm. i think that works yeah oh, yeah did we do this is this movie done did we is it full baked is it ready to come out of the oven I think, I think so. I can't think of anything else to add. In that case, it's time to get another recap. We start on the spaceship, the Aurora. Things are going wrong. There's sirens, there's explosions. The, the spaceship is falling out of the sky and onto a planet that nobody knows. We see our main character, Jimmy Dream, hop into an escape pod and uh, shoot out of the side of the ship and land into the mysterious and dangerous ocean. He awakens to see that his life buoys have not activated and he is at the bottom of the ocean. And he sees that his ship is being attacked by these strange red creatures with these claw-like protrusions coming out of their face and they seem very interested in the life pod. He suddenly hears a crazy shriek and, he, and all the creatures disperse and he sees a mysterious giant monster lurking in the periphery of his vision. He activates the buoy and shoots to the surface to safety. He then intercepts a very spotty radio signal from someone named Sam Cinnamon, another survivor of the crash of the Aurora, learns that they are way, way, way far out, so far that they can't even see the Aurora um, or really anything. Jimmy Dream decides he needs to get this person closer to him so that they have a better chance of survival with, uh, you know, two being more than one and being able to pool their resources. So he decides to try and craft a way of getting to them. He is in hostile waters. There are creatures down there that want to eat him. So he very, very stealthily makes his own submersible using the crazy future technology that he's able to do. Um, and while in the submersible, he discovers a underwater base and learns that there was a, uh, a ship had crashed on this planet uh, prior to the Aurora 10 years ago, the Degasi. He finds these logs on the base that speak of, you know, crashing on the, sh- the planet, going underwater, going deeper to get more food. And that's about all before uh, the Aurora explodes and damages the base, making it not a safe place to stay. Jimmy Dream salvages what he can. He goes back to his life buoy, makes an antenna to uh, make a waypoint for Sam Cinnamon to get to him. And when this happens, uh, it is revealed that Sam Cinnamon is so far out and does not have enough power to get all the way to Jimmy Dream. So Jimmy Dream agrees to go out and meet him halfway. In the time that he's preparing this, he, you know, we see that he makes his own little underwater base. Very simple, very enough to support him and someone else. We also see that he documents everything that he sees, uh, recording things, writing things down. He hears the screech of that Leviathan that scared away those other ones that he were attacking him in the beginning. He has a recording of that. 
he locks that away for later. He then goes out to meet Sam Cinnamon, and on the way there, he notices that there are very sickly looking creatures. They're, they all seem to be afflicted with the same sort of sickness. And before he gets to Sam Cinnamon, he finds another base. And this base talks of uh, a virus, a disease that seems to be, uh, to get worse the further out it goes. And he finds this strange and unnerving and finds that they are also, the, this Degasi crew seems to be going deeper to try and avoid that and find food that's not infected. He then meets Sam Cinnamon, finds his giant cyclops dead in the water, no power. He picks Sam Cinnamon up. Sam Cinnamon seems very dodgy and kind of weird, and they zoom back to his base, wherein Jimmy Dream finds out that Sam Cinnamon is in fact infected with this mysterious virus that is on the planet. Jimmy Dream then quarantines Sam, keeps him locked away, away from him, trying to keep himself safe from the virus and also try and figure out a way to help both of them. This does not go over well with Sam. Sam feels that this is unfair since they're both on the same planet and Jimmy Dream is probably going to get infected anyway. He does not feel that it is his fault nor should he be quarantined. Tensions rise while Jimmy Dream tries to figure this stuff out. Jimmy Dream starts to hear voices, voices that are telling him to come deeper into the water. Sam doesn't appear to have to hear these voices at all and is starting to think that Jimmy Dream is going crazy, even though Sam himself is starting to unwind a little bit as well. Uh, things come to a head when eventually Sam starts to self-destruct. During one of the times when a Leviathan would normally come near the base, they would turn all the lights off, but uh, Sam concocts this cockamamie plan to turn the lights on and get the Leviathan to attack Jimmy Dream and kill him so Sam can be free. This totally backfires and totally destroys the base and gets Sam killed. And now Jimmy is left with no safe place to stay, no one else to help him through this, and the only option being the voice that tells him to go deeper. He sees that he is infected and that no one is going to rescue him, and so he has one last desperate idea. He takes all of the power cells that he can, loads them into the Seamoth, and drives back towards the the Cyclops submarine, where he then boards it, puts as many power cells in it as he can, and then dives deep to try and find where this voice is telling him to go. On the way there, he drives through a very dangerous zone where more crazy Leviathan monsters attack the submarine, the submarine goes down in flames, and he lands at the bottom of the ocean, just feet from another Degasi base. He makes his way into the base and is able to uh, find out that the, they, this is as far as they went. Apparently the people in the base started hearing voices that were calling to them. Um, they were able to pinpoint the location of where these voices were coming from. And they planned on going to explore it. And that's all the evidence he finds. He finds one prawn mech suit. Very old, Maybe not in the best condition, but it's the only thing he has. He boards it, walks into the water. The pressure is already being hard on the suit, and he follows the coordinates, where he finds a mysterious alien underground underwater base. And inside of it is a captured 
monstrosity, this giant leviathan named the Sea Emperor. It reveals that it has been talking to him and is the voice that he is hearing in his mind. He realizes that it has laid eggs and that it has this enzyme that it produces that keeps the creatures in this area from becoming infected. The only problem is it's not making enough enzymes to cure the planet of this disease. And in order to do that, it needs him to take one of its eggs and bring it to a coral reef where it will be safe. Jamie Dreams says that he does not have the means of getting back to a coral reef in his current condition and in this mech suit. He then is informed that the Sea Emperor, she knows that there is a teleporter in this base that will teleport him somewhere underwater. She doesn't know if the, the other end even works or if it is even safe, but she knows that it will get him closer to the coral reefs. It's his only shot, and so he takes it. He grabs one of the eggs, goes into the teleporter, and takes a leap of faith. Where he arrives, it is dark, it is empty, all that is there is a teleportation platform, and suddenly he finds himself face to face with a sea dragon. He begins to do battle with the sea dragon, where he very quickly learning that he is about to lose. He finds that he is not going to be able to make it to this coral reef. He sees it is within view, but he knows that he cannot swim fast enough and the pressure down here will kill him before he can get the egg to this coral reef. He sees in his periphery that there are reaper leviathans circling around like vultures. He, he hatches the craziest idea he's ever hatched. He ejects himself and the egg from the prawn mech suit, grabs onto one of these reaper leviathans for dear life, and then presses play on a really powerful wave file of the ghost leviathan shriek. It causes the Reaper Leviathans to go nuts and swim for the Coral Reef as fast as they can, where uh, he rockets up there very, very quickly. The Benz is killing him very fast, and he is crumpling like a can, but he holds tight to that egg. By the, when he gets to the Coral Reef, he lets go of the Reaper Leviathan, sinks to the, to the ocean floor, where he nestles the egg, into a safe nook in the coral and watches as the egg begins to crack and hatch as the last bit of life slips away from Jimmy Dream. Cassidy, can you can you say the last part again, but instead of saying we say goodbye, we say goodnight to Jimmy Dream. <laughs> <laughs> we say goodnight, sweet Jimmy. And now it's time for staff picks. Do you guys want to go first? You may maybe have more related staff picks than I do. Mine is very, very tangentially related. So I will be recommending another album uh, on this episode. And this definitely is a space, you know, you're on an alien planet. This is a space game, but you're you're mostly at sea mm-hmm. in like a, a lonely little, little thing on your own. So I'm recommending uh, the experimental hip hop group Clippings album, Splendor and Misery. It's like a very Ooh. interesting high concept kind of concept album mm-hmm. about it's like set in the future. It's like Afrofuture. It's, it's about this runaway slave who's like taken over the spaceship and it's just kind of him alone with this spaceship that has like a living AI in it. It's very atmospheric. Is I won't spoil the story of it, but uh-huh. it's very atmospheric. They're 
their whole the way they sample stuff it just it sounds like you're on a fucking deep lonely hollow spaceship and it's just very it's it's super creepy uh splendor and misery by clipping that's uh c-l-i-p-p-i-n-g with a period at the end hell yeah that's awesome mine is very tangentially related it's a movie i watched recently and the only relation it has at all to anything subnautica related is that there are aliens that's it uh the movie is called fried berry it's a shutter original you can find it on shutter uh it is this weird south african like horror movie horror alien movie about like this guy who's like a real shithole he's like abusive to his wife and kid doesn't give a shit about them all he does is like go out like drink do drugs and you know be abusive to everyone in his life and while he's out and doing that stuff he gets abducted by aliens and then uh an alien in his body uh like who is an alien that has totally taken over his body uh goes back in his place and just kind of experiences the world and like all this crazy shit happens to them uh and like they do a bunch of crazy shit while like living barry's life basically while just going and going to the clubs and getting like drugs given to them and like having sex with people and like it's all really crazy really violent and gory and very south african it's very hard to understand people because their accents are insane you, you've heard uh, south african accents in district nine you know it's fucking imparsable but it's very yeah good. we're all we're all die outward fans here <laughs> <laughs> exactly um it's uh yeah it's it's really weird it's really cool fried berry uh it's on cheddar check it out damn i gotta step up my game because (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i have to recommend is i watched the original blade runner this week again for the first Mm. time um the 1982 ridley scott film uh Mm. if you watch it on netflix they have the extended director's cut and i think it's an amazing film Mm -hmm. um definitely worth the watch if you haven't um and also the sequel 2049 is like one of my favorite movies ever oh yeah a bunch of a bunch of good sci-fi recommends we we uh we we recommend you guys check those out of course always we're open to listener pitches if you've got any you know, we love hearing your guys' ideas and we love reading them on the show. So if you have any like ideas for video game movies that you want us to hear or read on the show, go ahead and email those to us at GamerealCast at gmail.com or tweet them at us at GameReal3. We would also like to thank Chris Kirk for our theme song. If you'd like to follow him on Twitter, his Twitter is at ComposerKirk, spelled at Composer, K-I-R-K. And his Bandcamp is composerkirk.bandcamp.com. And we'd also like to thank our artist, Britt Sodas Journa, who made our album art. Her Twitter is at artzoid, that's at A-R-T-Z-0-I-D. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for listening, everybody. I have been Cassidy Easton. I've been Matt. I've been Annika. And we'll see you next time, space travelers. Bye-bye. Game over. (laughs) Bye-bye.